My name is Jeffrey Sidoris, and this is Iteration 62. What happens next? That's the question, isn't it? It's something that I get asked a lot, especially lately, from both friends and from strangers. I wish I had an answer, but honestly, I'm still spending a fair bit of time struggling to answer what now. I'm sure most of you are thinking about it too, and maybe you have an answer. Eventually, we'll all have to think about it. What happens when we can go outside without a mask to grab dinner with family and friends, go to the movies, see a baseball game, and just get back to something resembling normal? But what does normal even look like in the wake of this? Two or three, well, actually, it doesn't matter how many weeks ago now, Dr. Anthony Fauci, who's basically the head of infectious diseases for NIH here in the U.S., predicted that the world would never return to what was considered normal before coronavirus emerged. Never. I've thought about that statement quite a bit, and while the cynic in me, who I keep saying is simply a realist, tries to stave off the feelings that we are all bearing witness to the beginning of the end, I actually find comfort in the words of Tom Hanks from Sleepless in Seattle. Tom plays Sam, who recently lost his wife, and his son Jonah calls into one of those radio therapist shows, you know, the ones where the doctor insists on going only by their first name. And the host, Dr. Marsha, asks him what he's going to do in the wake of his wife's death. And he says, well, I'm going to get out of bed every morning and breathe in and out all day long. And then after a while, I won't have to remind myself to get out of bed every morning and breathe in and out. I think that rings true for us, for many of us anyway. I know it certainly rings true for me. For a while, we may have to consciously remind ourselves and those around us when they're unable to that this too shall pass. The sun will set on this day and rise on the next. And each time it does, as my mother used to say, we are all at choice. We can choose to give in, to give up, to believe that because life as we knew it may be over, that life itself is over. Because it's so often easier to believe the bad stuff, isn't it? Or we can choose to see the good. The communities of people around the world who are drawing each other closer, supporting and helping one another in ways we never thought of a few months ago. Or we can look at the incredible creative work that's being made. I think I've started following more than 60 or so new people on Instagram over the past month alone. And despite the fact that I have found it at times very hard to concentrate for any length of time since the quarantine began, I really do believe that many of us, myself included, will come out of this different and hopefully better than we were before. I've said many times that creativity loves obstacles. And one of the biggest challenges for those of us who are trying to stay inspired and keep producing new creative work is to figure out how to pivot or react to an obstacle that nobody saw coming. Nobody I know anyway. For example, one of my big projects for 2020 is called A Day's Work. It's a podcast inspired by the recordings of Studs Terkel, who interviewed more than 5,000 people about what they do and how they feel about it. 
Late last year, I started mapping out the types of people I wanted to talk to. And I wanted to start with blue-collar workers as part of an homage to my family history of railroad men. In fact, the plan was to record conversations for a day's work simultaneously with conversations with railroad workers while I made my way across the country, starting at the Los Angeles train yard where my grandfather, my father, and his two brothers all began their tenure with the Southern Pacific Railroad. I was planning on recording all of the conversations live and accompanying the recordings with portraits of the subjects, both personal and environmental, to provide a sense of context. But with things as they are, I'm trying to rethink both projects rather than just scrapping them. At least for the foreseeable future, there's no way the railroad project can be produced on location, though I do have some ideas that could offer an interesting alternative. A day's work, that's another story. Fortunately, I've been recording conversations remotely for more than a decade, so while the current quarantine may put a bend in the plan, it's far from broken. Whatever I'm pursuing whether it's podcasting or painting. I don't want the COVID pandemic to take over the subject matter of my work. It can't. Regardless of how the quarantine and social distancing might affect how I create, I can't let it become the why or exclusively the what. COVID may be the circumstance framing the narrative, but it's not the narrative itself. But I want to hear from you. How are you managing to stay creative? Or have you decided that now is the time for a bit of a sabbatical? Either way is valid. You get to feel uninspired. It's okay to feel overwhelmed. For me, it's a day at a time. I still make lists and I still try to put daily goals in the calendar, but sometimes things just slip. I've had a number of people I was scheduled to record with for episodes of Process Driven who have asked to postpone, and that's absolutely okay. I get it. And much of the time, I'm right there with them. It's hard enough to be in it when there's not a global pandemic. And if now is the time you need to take a step back, to regroup, to keep yourself and your family safe, maybe just to think about what's next, it's really okay. The work will be there when you're ready. And I, for one, can't wait to see what you do. In the show notes, you'll find links to a few things I thought you might find interesting. First up, if you're a gamer, and even if you're not, the tech demo for Unreal Engine 5 running on the PS5 is pretty incredible. The level of detail that's possible is astounding, and in many ways, it's a quantum leap over the already impressive Unreal Engine 4, which in addition to being used to power AAA games, was also used to create the virtual environments on Disney's The Mandalorian. And the other day, CNN posted a terrific piece highlighting a site called Trailblazers of Light, which celebrates women in photojournalism. More than 500 photojournalists are featured on the site, from Francis Benjamin Johnson, who began working as a freelance photographer in the 1890s, to Lindsay Adario, a Pulitzer Prize-winning photojournalist whose work has been featured in the New York Times, National Geographic, and Time Magazine. It's a fascinating resource. And finally, I don't know a lot about musicology or music theory, but I know enough to be able to recognize what a musical monster Jacob Collier is. His latest video, All I Need, is an homage to 70s Stevie Wonder funktastic goodness. The melodies that he comes up with continuously amaze me, and 
If you want more after watching the video for all I need, and I think you will, check out his Tiny Desk concert from last year. Subscribe to Iterations in your favorite podcast app, or you can subscribe to Jeffrey Sidoris Everything to get everything I produce. Every iteration, every in-between, every process-driven, all in one feed. You can connect with me on Instagram and Twitter at Jeffrey Sidoris. That's J-E-F-F-E-R-Y-S-A-D-D-O-R-I-S or on my website at jeffreysidoris.com. And if you'd like to share some feedback or let me know what you're working on, email me at talkback at jeffreysidoris.com. I'd love to hear from you. You can support the shows by telling a friend or by sharing them on social media. And if you'd like to support the work I do more directly, I've just set up a brand new Patreon, which you can find at patreon.com slash jeffreysidoris. I'll be back in a week or so with another show, and I hope you'll join me. Until then, thank you very much for listening. I appreciate you being here. I appreciate your time, and I'll talk to you on the next one.